Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, folks, stand by for buzz. But first, picture your face in the mirror. You know the routine. Do you see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or those large under eye bags? Now imagine that they're gone. And I'm not talking about plastic surgery or Botox or any of that crap. I'm talking about Plexiderm. It's a clinically studied topical serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of about 10 minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, I didn't either. I took the test and I was amazed by the results. Everything we're saying about this, I witnessed it firsthand right here in my mirror. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody's going to know that you're using it. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an extra $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, don't just stand there. Say something. Get out of my chair. And I was hoping for something more along the lines of, Welcome back, Hugh. It's a pleasure to see you again, my old friend. We're not friends. You wound me, mon capitaine. What brings you here, Q? Have you been banished by the Continuum once again? Oh, hardly. The truth is, I have a debt to repay. A debt? To you, and it gnaws at me, and it interferes with each of my days. I have no idea what you're talking about. Tell me, what is it you wish? And I'll be gone. Some other time, Q. Right now, I have other matters to attend to. You've never actually been to the ruins at Tagus Three, have you? No. I know. Why don't I take you there? Is this Tagus 3? I doubt there are many oak trees on Tagus. No. I think this is supposed to be Earth. Somewhere around about the 12th century. And this is England, or to be more precise, Sherwood Forest at least cues recreation of it. That would explain these costumes. Quite right, number one. Or should I say, John Little. Well, if he's Little John, that makes you... I know. Robin Hood. Sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. 
yesterday, uh, the phrase, who is Q, was trending on Twitter. So I just thought I'd play that to, to define who Q is. We know who Q is. From our nation's capital, it is Super Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,139 of the Trump crisis, 245 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. That explains the costume. I protest. I am <laughs> not a merry man. I love Great that. clip. Great clip. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, hop, hop up on Dad's knee. Let me tell you some jokes. I'm there. I'm there already. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. Uh, we both wash our hands, but we can't stop touching our faces. <laughs> Don't even try to make us change. Oh, man. Uh, they said the uh, coronavirus, you know, would cause uh, shortages. We're already seeing uh, empty shelves and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, but who knew that the very first shortage would be a strategy? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think we'd run out so quickly. Nope. A big announcement from us today. This is our last edition of Hardball. <laughs> uh, af- after the break, we'll be replaced by a surprised Steve Kornacki. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, he's waiting outside. He's completely caffeinated. Like a deer in the headlights. That's right. Oh, and here's today's uh, Bob Seska Show health tip. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you can't find any hand sanitizer... Uh, try vodka. That is the best advice I've heard so far. I'm on top of it. Uh, but what, whatever you do, uh, do not, do not drink the Corona beer. Oh, man. Uh, it, it won't give you the virus. It's just not a good beer. <laughs> All right. There we go. Hey, let's, you have it. let's do this. She would always say she could be Trump. Amy's gone away, and Mayo's done. Super Tuesday. Republicans aren't right. They're in the darkest night. We all know (laughs) that they all blow. See that coming down Main Street? Someone yeah. save us from Trump Doomsday and vote no matter who. Yep, that's what you have to do. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Rocky Mountain Mike <laughs> with uh, one of the more obvious choices, I would say, in his <laughs> selection but, of song parodies. <laughs> but perfect, and it got here right on time. Yeah, so absolutely. So, yes, it is. count on Mike. It is uh, Super Tuesday, meaning this show, today's show, is going to be completely irrelevant like two hours after we post it. Let me set you straight, my friend. Okay, okay. This show is never irrelevant. (laughs) So true. Um, But yeah, all the Super Tuesday uh, polls, I think, and this is what makes the day exciting. And of course, by the time you're hearing my voice and you're hearing Buzz's voice, you may know all the results already. But consider us completely in the dark because (laughs) it's still like two o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday. And because you know the results, you think you're so smart, don't you? (laughs) 
That's right, you smarty pants know it alls. Uh, but you know, look, you people uh, from the future. Here's the thing, though. Uh, the where we're sitting right now, all the yes. polls are irrelevant right now uh, because all of the polls were taken before most of these candidates dropped out. So you had people responding based on their preferences for Mayor Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar. Who else dropped out? <laughs> I'm trying to remember I, all the names. Uh, Steyer, St- uh, Tom Steyer. Steyer, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but actually, we do have uh, in front of me here from a group called Data for Progress. Uh-huh. They have a, a last-minute poll mashup that's just out today. Uh-huh. Uh, and it has uh, top-line results for all of the uh, states. And here's I've written a little summary. If you'd like to hear what is uh, it's called uh, from... Uh, Data for Progress, it's called Memo, Final Super Tuesday Polling. Oh, yeah, let's hear and, this. And, and here's my analysis of the results. And if you want to hear the numbers, we can, but it gets messy. So here's my analysis of the results. Okay. Uh, Sanders uh, today wins California, Colorado, Minnesota, Maine, Utah, and Vermont. But Biden could be a threat in Minnesota. So that means that's five to six states for Sanders. Yeah, right. Bi- right. Bi- Biden wins Texas, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, and Oklahoma, but Sanders threatens him in Texas. So that puts Biden at six to seven states. And then there's Elizabeth Warren, who will, uh, we think, win Massachusetts, but Sanders is a threat there, which could uh, bring him even with Joe Biden in terms of states, wow. but if Sanders got both uh, Texas and Massachusetts, he would have a very wide lead. And as everyone knows, this is a race today uh, between the progressive and the mm-hmm. uh, the more progressive candidate and the more traditional candidate. That's right. So what you're saying, Buzz, is there's going to be lots more fun between now oh, and the end of the primary. Sure. What you want is you want it divided right down the middle with no clear <laughs> yeah. no clear consensus, no clear majority. You want it just as evenly divided as possible. What we really need on the Democratic side is more shovel fighting, more clawing of each other's faces off on social media. That's exactly what the Democrats need more than anything else. And already we're starting to look ahead to primaries like New York, Pennsylvania. This has happened every single time we've had this quadrennial Democratic Thunderdome. Uh, You go back to 2016, you go back to 2008, same as where we are right now. And uh, in same as it ever was. Exactly. Thank you, David Byrne. And so, once again, we're in this place where we're looking ahead to the Pennsylvania primary. We're looking ahead to the New York primary. You know when that is? Sure. April 28th. That's an, right. it's sort of like a mini Super Tuesday. I, th- I think so it's that, a So that leaves, that leaves lots of calendar space for shovel fighting. <laughs> yes, so thank God, have, because I love it that. so much. Right. And, and more debates ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, may you live in interesting times. Mm. This is it. Uh, it doesn't get more interesting. This is a very, uh, for the Democratic presidential race, a very... A dangerous time and also a very exciting time. Yeah, we yeah. could do ourselves great damage here. That's the danger. Uh, at the same time, the excitement is sort of this push-pull between uh, center and left mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party. Uh, which way to go? I was thinking today. Just a random thought hit me uh, uh, when it came to a choice between. Clinton and Obama, the nation went with Obama. That was a bit of a gamble, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, wasn't there some skepticism as to whether Obama, a black man, could win the presidency <laughs> with a and, middle and with so, a middle name, Hussein? <laughs> so regardless, so regardless, after uh, you know the last man standing after the shovel fights are over, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be America's choice, and uh, you know, I think I, I I know that at least from the moderate side, I think most uh, the vast majority will vote. For Sanders, if it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Conversely, we do not know. Uh, Well, we know that about half, about 47% of Sanders voters might, would vote for Biden if Mm -hmm. he were the nominee. Uh, We we need them all. And and I still worry about this, uh, you know, almost cult-like following uh, that that you see for Sanders, uh, which I can only equate to the kind of vehement support we saw for Donald Trump. That's right. And as we enter into uh, this week, we are now entering a new chapter in the primary race here. And one that, yes. one where Elizabeth Warren still has a shot if she w- yeah. wins a string of primaries here. And she needs to do that in order to stay in this. But the and way- she could. Yeah, yeah there's, there's certainly a support out there for it. And every account I have read has said, good for her for staying mm-hmm. in this. Uh, you know, a lot of people think she needs to get out and get out of the way and let this be a two-man fight. Let right. these two elderly men fight it out among themselves. Uh, elderly white men fight yeah. it out among themselves. Uh, but but a, there's a lot of encouragement for her to stay in. And mm-hmm. there is there is a weird weirdly remote path for her yeah well here's the thing it's ultimately i think gonna end up coming down to uh, uh bernie sanders and, and joe biden i don't think i'm yeah. out on a limb yeah. no. <laughs> forecasting no. that but i think that's really the two-person race that we're dealing with right now and right. at the same time you've got elizabeth warren still in it she kind of dings bernie as far as uh, vote totals but at the same time mike bloomberg kind of dings joe biden with vote totals from moderates so they kind of cancel each other out as to who uh, Elizabeth Warren is going to damage versus who Mike Bloomberg is going to damage. The damage is equal on both sides, both Bernie and Biden. So I, I think that is pretty much null as far as uh, the two quote-unquote frontrunners. It's interesting because, as always, the best advice is vote with your heart in the primary, vote yeah, with your yeah. head in the general. However, uh, we're seeing an increasing a trend of, of people voting and there's always been a certain amount of this, but we're mm-hmm. seeing, I think, an increasing trend of people voting on based on strategy, based on who they think is going to win and yeah. who they think it would be right. best to support now. Uh, and and every piece of advice I read about that says don't do that. Don't strategize mm-hmm. your vote. Continue to vote with your heart in the primary and to vote with your head in the general election. And, and I hope people take that to heart. And I wanted to be sure and ask you today, uh, how you feel about early voting now? Because oh, yeah. it, when you see uh, so many people, millions of people voting in advance, which we were in favor of because mm-hmm. it increased the number of people voting, now that we see what can happen between those early votes and the actual election, yeah, uh, it, it's a bit worrisome. And as as I heard or read from somebody, it's a little like uh, it's a little like doing a, a, a review of a movie uh, before <laughs> the movie is over. Right. Yeah, and, and I see the downside, but I, I think right. ultimately the upsides of early voting. 
uh, outweigh the downside. I mean, certainly really? there's there's gonna be some sort of shitty thing with any new change that you make to the should, system because of the possibility of last minute developments. Yeah. Should we have some mechanism for that? Should the amount of early voting time be reduced to something? a little less subject to tide changes. Right, right. And I noticed that we were both asked on Twitter about where, for example, Pete Buttigieg's delegates, delegates go. go and right, where Amy Klobuchar's right. delegates go, where Tom Steyer, I don't think Tom Steyer has any delegates. Um, does Amy Klobuchar have any delegates? I think it's just Pete Buttigieg who Here, has delegates. Uh, here's, but, what I, here's what I know about delegates yeah. and how, how they're allocated. Uh, it's voodoo. It's voodoo, <laughs> and I... I, I I have read it. I have tried to understand it. It makes no sense to me. And uh, considering myself to be of average intelligence, uh, I, I don't see how most people can understand uh, how this system works. It, it is bizarre to say the least and that in itself tells me it's not right it's a matter of the convention and i know there are a lot of political hacks on cable news right now going oh boy brokered convention and this seems to yeah, be yeah, uh, talking yeah. every god every, talk about the I quadrennial know. uh democratic thunderdome every time we have a democratic <laughs> primary we, we're arguing about whether uh there's going to be a broker there's not going to be a brokered convention that's not going to happen but what will happen at the convention is Pete Buttigieg will ask his delegates to pledge their support to Joe Biden uh, based sure. on his endorsement, of course. Right. And so that's how those delegates are going to be a portion. And even if Pete Buttigieg takes some delegates in these uh, Super Tuesday elections, those delegates will end up going to Joe Biden. So I think what's going to happen in terms of the punditry and some of the uh, the, the people who uh, like analyze election returns uh, on election night the associated press and so on the, d- the different networks they're going to look at Pete Buttigieg's delegates Amy Klobuchar's delegates if she happens mm-hmm. to get some probably in Minnesota is where she's going to get them and uh, they're going to analyze those delegates as going to Joe Biden. Now, certainly there can be some faithless delegates who say, no, 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 we're not going over there. And there'll be some holdouts, maybe. But the chances are pretty good that you can count on any delegates that go to Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg today. Those delegates will be Joe Biden delegates uh, by the time it comes to uh, tallying them all up at the convention. So I'm I'm fairly confident in that that actually happened. Not that I'm necessarily rooting for that to happen because I don't support any one particular candidate right now. But that's that's the process. I want to I want to also address today, if I may, what sore loser syndrome, mm. uh, which we're seeing some of. Yeah. Uh, just because your favorite movie didn't win an Oscar doesn't mean that the Oscars were rigged by the DNC. <laughs> Thank you. It just it just doesn't. It, mm. it you know so, look at the numbers. Look at your can I understand you're disappointed. I understand you're you're upset that your candidate didn't make the semifinals or the finals. I I understand the disappointment in that. Mm. Uh, I because you have very strong beliefs about that person. And and that's great. But there comes a point where you have to accept reality. They got out of the race because they didn't have the numbers. They didn't they weren't polling well, they weren't drawing enough votes in the primaries yeah. and they weren't raising enough money. And uh, that is not uh, none of that was made to happen by the DNC. Mm-hmm. That was decided by the American public, by the American voters who were polled and who voted. Uh just because your person lost or or doesn't mean that they're being 
erased. Right. Uh, and 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 you're going to see and hear a lot of these names and faces in the next administration, I'm mm-hmm. quite certain. Yeah. And you know, uh, uh, by the way, did you catch last night at the end of uh, Biden's thing? Uh, Biden's a big party. <laughs> with, with yeah. Where, with, well, and, by the way, where did that where did that take place? It looked like it was in the alley behind a restaurant somewhere. I don't know I, where the hell Biden was having that Buttigieg event yesterday, but <laughs> it was weird and dark, and it was just like there were five people standing behind them with cell phones, and it just looked like it's just a really bizarre place to hold a rally. I don't but know. I don't know. It looked it looked uh, it looked fine to me. It looked okay, okay to me. It looked, right. it looked proper to me. Okay. Uh, uh, but but the thing I want to point out to mm-hmm. you or underscore for you and and the people listening today is did you notice at the end of that that Biden said that if elected he would put Beto O'Rourke in charge of gun reform. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a huge story. Yeah. That's a that's a big story right there. Yeah. And is. and and so you see, my friends, your your person uh, can can actually do us all some good mm-hmm. uh, if you'll just support whoever the nominee may be. And this is so tense and so exciting uh, because you've got you've got Biden and you've got you've got uh, Bernie. And uh, it's it's super super close, mm-hmm. and uh, today is super super important, and and so this is a we, this is the they say, and it certainly is this year the most important day for Democrats, Super Tuesday. Before he died, George Carlin was on, I believe it was Charlie Rose, and he said okay. to Charlie Rose something to the effect of, "I don't consider okay. myself to be a participant in all of this. I sit up on the mountainside with my notepad, and I'm observing this and taking notes and." Con- commenting on the what he observed as the slow decline of, of, of society. Now and, everyone does that on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I, in particular, have taken that approach with the Democratic primary, so I feel like I am in a certain position. I'm not going to say it's a special Pretty position, much. but I say I'm in a certain position to make referee-like judgment calls on the various yeah. candidates. Yeah, yeah, I think we've both uh, uh, been pretty good at that. And so now I'm looking at Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders being the right. the, the duelists in all of this. The uh, Hillary-Bernie uh, from 2016, the Obama-Hillary from 2008, that kind of race is now taking shape here uh, in, in 2020 with Bernie and Joe Biden. And in that regard, if we look at this head-to-head matchup between the two of them, um, first of all, I've got criticisms of both candidates. For example, I think Joe hmm. Biden is not good at criticizing Donald Trump. I know you said that. Yeah. I, I have thoughts on that, but please proceed. Yeah, well, I feel as if saying that Donald Trump is, like he was doing this last night uh, at that event with Pete Buttigieg. He was talking about how Donald Trump is right. self-centered. Everything's about Donald Trump. Everything's right. about him, right. him, him, me, me, me. And that was it. Then he kind of said, Donald Trump wants to fundamentally transform the nature of the country. And I feel as if the language that Joe Biden uses to describe Donald Trump does not match the national emergency that we're in right now with with Trump in office. So I feel like he needs to raise his games. He needs to get his... Uh, speechwriters on this. He needs to get his communication team on this and to start put, putting together things that actually will stick. When you, you look at uh, Mike Bloomberg's attack ads, that's a pretty good... Do a Joe Biden version of that. Nice guy Joe Biden version of the kind of things that Mike Bloomberg is saying. Or even go right to the impeachment articles and just pull some quotes from the impeachment article. That would suffice as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I don't... 
I don't know if most Americans would be, uh, uh, you know, uh, people have already made up their minds about the Mueller report. I, yeah. I don't know that uh, putting it up there again. Uh, here's here's what I think. I think Joe actually has done a good job of of criticizing Trump, but in a very gentle way. I think in some ways, I think there may come a point where Biden's political ads uh, may be more uh, attacking of Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, if Biden were to be the nominee. Yeah. If that if that comes to pass, I think you might see that. But right now, he's got Bloomberg and others to do it for him. Yeah. He can be sweet, lovable, non-offensive Joe uh, in the meantime. And uh, his, his message is more subtle. Uh, he's staying out of the dirt. He's trying not to wrestle with the pig uh, directly yet. And and I think that's a good strategy. I think he's trying to win moderates and is being careful about that. I think we know where Biden stands on Donald Trump. I think he's made that plentifully clear. Uh, Just because his language hasn't been as harsh as others uh, doesn't mean, in my opinion, that he's gone soft on him. And like I said, he's got others to do that job for him. Well, put it this way. If during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln said, ah, Jefferson Davis, he's just all about me, me, me. I feel but, as if he's soft peddling what we all know to be a significant there was, national emergency. I thought there was an attractive thing. You know, uh, we've tried selling the other stuff. Americans yeah. are confused and mm. bored by evidence uh, for the most part. Uh, here's what maybe seems to work. I saw a theme, a thread running through last night's Joe show yeah. uh, that, that <laughs> ran through. It, it ran through Pete Buttigieg. It ran through Biden himself. It ran through Amy Klobuchar. And it, it ran through Beto O'Rourke. All four of them talked about restoring dignity to the White House. And even Trump supporters will tell you, uh, you know, I wish you were more careful uh, yeah. about t- tweets. Or I wish you didn't insult people so much. Many like it. Many like him for it. Mm-hmm. But but a lot of voters, uh, swayable voters in my view, uh, might be taken by this approach of let's just, you know what, never mind the evidence, never mind the other stuff. Let's just get a normal person in there. Yeah, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's a really good point. I I guess what I'm looking for is just a a heightened level of urgency coming from the the would-be nominee. We have plenty of attack dogs around him who can do that for him, including Beto O'Rourke and Amy Klobuchar and and, uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, and and we're going to see them and others out on uh, the trail. Yeah. And certainly by the time of the general, if Biden were to be the nominee, I think that's when we would. Well, whoever, you know, I if Biden were to become the nominee, I think we will hear from Obama himself. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, you know, and that's, again, the, talk about a drama. If you want to write a movie or something, this is. Uh, th- this has been a wild ride from the very beginning. <laughs> you could say that again. Holy we're, shit. We're, we're, it, it's so stressful. I'm certain we're going to need gum. Let's have some gum. Let's pick a pack of juicy fruit gum. Let's pick a pack from the juicy fruit tree. A little bit of gum. You've got to get some. Just pick a pack and you'll see a pack. <laughs> what a happy feeling. Juicy fruit. What see? a happy don't you don't you feel better now? <laughs> See, um, I'm guessing you once played that uh, commercial right there for real as an actual paid sponsor on one of your radio shows. That that is a commercial that aired on a station where I worked, uh, circa 1974. <laughs> 
And uh, uh, so that it's that darned old. Right. And, and But it's catchy as hell. And it, it actually, is. it goes on. That's like 20 seconds of a 60-second jingle. <laughs> it And it just keeps going and going and going. It actually lasts longer than the flavor of the gum. So what you're saying is, yes. It's, uh, it is. So now that I've criticized Joe Biden, here's my criticism of Bernie Sanders for the day. All Um, right. If you think it's safe. Yeah, I put on my helmet. I'm wearing my protective Kevlar. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing with Bernie. I agree with Chris Lavoie. He was talking about today how uh, Bernie is uh, all or nothing. Everyone else who's not Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders supporters are the other. And he's, you know, Chris was talking about today about how he's tired of being, being the other. And here's my thing with Bernie. Bernie is nuanced, which I like. When it comes to defending his record, but he's either or, meaning you're either with Bernie or you're an establishment Democrat Mm -hmm. when it comes Mm -hmm. to describing the Democratic Party. And what we're talking about here is a very simplistic defining of the scope of a huge tent party with myriad demographic groups that are all interacting with each other and debating and discussing and hashing out ideas. I mean, we're talking about maybe the biggest tent of any political party in American history. I mean, that's got to be the case, especially now in the era of more divisive politics. We're talking about a vast diversity of people in the Democratic Party. So defining everyone as either with Bernie or not Bernie, and therefore the Democratic establishment, seems really simplistic to me. And I wonder why this particular uh, line of, uh, of, of discussion doesn't get the same nuance as some of his other lines of discussion. See, there, there's my little criticism of Bernie Sanders for the day to balance out my criticism of Joe Biden. And uh, yeah. in just a few minutes, I want to talk about how I see the general election stacking up in terms of Trump's attacks against either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, if one of the two of them is the uh, is the eventual nominee. So I want to talk about that and uh, a whole lot more here in just a second. But first, we got to talk about Plexiderm again, Buzz. Usually with these things, usually with these solutions, it takes months and months of regularity using the product every day and working it into your schedule so that maybe eventually... Have you ever tried one of those serums that reduce the appearance of dark spots on your face? It takes months for that to work, but not with Plexiderm. Plexiderm disappears your large under-eye bags, your wrinkles, your crow's feet in just a matter of about 10 minutes. We're talking about Plexiderm, a clinically studied topical serum that visibly eliminates all those wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, I didn't either until I took the test and I was amazed by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody is going to know that you're using it. Go to TryPlexiderm.com, use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm, plus an additional $10 off today. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TryPlexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com, code VOICES. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
Black, more napkins from the lookalike stream. Pasha Black out of Kiev, Ukraine. Wow. It's been in the news lately. Have you heard? I have. That's, as as Trump would say, are you in Ukraine? <laughs> A link in the description uh, to support Pasha Black. And uh, make sure to submit your music to bobseska.com slash music and uh Make sure it's your own music and not someone else's music. Thank you for doing that. We had an any music countdown on Sunday, so make sure to go to uh, the Bob Seska Show page on your favorite podcast platform and listen to the any music countdown from Sunday. Okay, um, let's see. I covered this a little bit in my Salon article, so I don't want to go too deep into something that I've already written and which I assume everyone listening to my voice has already read, right? I've been very busy. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, When it comes down to either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, I think my view on this as far as their electability in the general election up against Donald Trump is pretty well known. I think either of them have a solid chance of defeating Donald Trump. And obviously my mantra has always been, don't get happy. Anything can happen. This is a chaotic time that we're living in. 43% of the American voting population is suffering from some sort of pathological mass delusion. So nothing is normal right now. But the way everything stands, if the election were held today, here's how I think it would suss out as far as the Electoral College. I think Joe Biden, according to uh, the Real Clear Politics poll averages, Joe Biden would come out with 341 electoral votes. That's if the election were held today against Donald Trump. Uh, Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, would come out of the Electoral College with 330 electoral votes versus Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. We're talking about Florida. We're talking about uh, Virginia, maybe North Carolina. I think they both lose uh, Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is pretty much Trump's territory for 20, at least where the polls stand right now. So yeah, so Bernie gets uh, New Mexico, Colorado, North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Virginia, of course, Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and then all the rest of the, the normal blue states. Whereas Joe Biden, actually, I think the one state that Joe Biden picks up that Bernie doesn't get, Joe Biden right now leads Donald Trump in Arizona. And that's not uh, too yeah, overly something. Supp- and it's actually pretty good news, too, for uh, candidate Mark Kelly, who's running for oh, Senate. Yeah. Astronaut Mark Kelly, I should say. He's, he's polling well, yes. Yeah, he's up 6.7 percentage points over Martha McSally in a new poll, despite yeah, Trump's yeah. endorsement of uh, Martha McSally. So integrity and guts still matter to American voters, at least in Ooh. Arizona. Uh, one you missed. Uh, who who got Guam? <laughs> Do we know? Who got Guam? Is that today? Yeah. Is Guam today? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, so yeah. So as far as electability, what we're talking about now is a pretty even matchup. Whether it's Bernie Sanders, whether it's Joe Biden, I'm not one I of these so. people. Uh, even though I consider some never Trumpers to be uh, e friends, whatever you want to, however you want to define them, <laughs> I don't agree with their calculus saying that if it's Bernie Sanders, it's going to be a blowout and Donald Trump's going to get a second term. I don't think that that's going to happen. At least where there- we're sitting now. That's my cover my ass. Uh, remark about that and and i think you're right i actual mileage must vary we we have to say that actual mileage may vary yeah uh yeah. because it, it, these things are really impossible crazy times 
we we it, it, predictions are risky business mm-hmm. and uh you know it's 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 reassuring to hear that i i hope that it's true uh i certainly know what a big deal you know democrats are going to be the target of Republican attacks regardless of who the nominee is. If it's Bernie, they're going to go after the socialism thing. Mm -hmm. If it's Biden, they're going to go after Burisma. They already are. I wrote two very upsetting stories today for my report this week about new uh, Republican investigations in the Senate into uh, Biden's and Burisma. Oh, yeah. Uh, Multiple investigations there, at least three that we know of. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, over, uh, and and investigations elsewhere uh, into uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. A a federal judge has okayed uh, the deposition of Hillary again, uh, this time by a conservative group, Judicial Watch, to ask her about those darned emails. Oh, my God. Uh, So... We're, yeah, this is the stuff that we're going to see yeah, because it's an election year and it's it's really it's really unfortunate and a little bit frightening. Yeah, you know, as far as the Hillary thing goes, so far seven members, and this was uh, reporting as of March 21st, 2019, I happen to have right okay. here in front of me, Philip Bump, uh-huh. uh, writing that seven members of Trump's team have used unofficial communication tools, whether that means uh, private yeah. email addresses, private email servers, uh, oh, yeah. WhatsApp, I mean, Jared Kushner famously sending uh, communications back and forth, I think, to Saudis using WhatsApp, whatever the hell that is. This does not mean that what Hillary did was okay, but but nothing here proves that she did anything wrong. In fact, investigations by the uh, State Department's Inspector General, uh, by the FBI, and by Congress have found no evidence of wrongdoing in in multiple investigations, and and here it is being investigated again, and it just happens to be an election year. Uh, What are the odds? What are are the odds. Damn. Yeah, you're not kidding. I, here, here's the thing, though. Uh, that's going to be the big line of attack against Joe Biden. So get ready. If Joe Biden is the nominee, it is going to be until November third, nothing but Hunter Biden, Barisma, right. Ukraine, right. and right. all of Rudy Giuliani's bullshit right. conspiracy theories and whatever he's passing off as evidence right. of something or another having to do with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and this energy company that no one gives a shit about. That's going to be the entire uh, general election campaign if it's joe biden right. and but the right. advantage the, and, adv- the advantage there for the democrats is that it's very easy to pivot right from that if donald trump brings up joe biden and, and barisma and, and ukraine all the democrats have to do is nail them with impeachment 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 use the impeachment as a as a cudgel against donald trump in that what's case. the strategy if yeah. bernie is the nominee and they're using the uh socialism cudgel well, that's that's the problem. Bernie is pretty good at defending himself, but what we're yes. talking about with uh, both of these circumstances, whether it's Joe Biden and Ukraine, or Bernie and socialism slash communism, whatever they're going to use to uh, attack him with, it's all right. bullshit because he's neither fully socialist and he's certainly right. not communist, not in any way, shape, or form. I mean, all he really wants to do was ex- is to expand what's already in place. Progressive taxation, Medicare, Social Security, these are already things that are in place. So uh, just wanting to expand that seems to me as if it's not necessarily transforming anything 
is is just let's take what America's already well, doing as far as our mixed economy goes, a little bit socialism, a little bit capitalism, and just keep doing that. But what's going to happen with Bernie is this is going to be a clusterfuck of nothing but taking advantage, seizing on, exploiting the lack of education, lack of knowledge among certain voters about what socialism even means or what communism means. And it's going to be a lot of exploiting of that. And it's going to be so frustrating until November 3rd. And, I mean, and it will, it's an impossible argument to win. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons of uh, campaigning on returning integrity to the white house is maybe not a bad way to go because the other stuff the other stuff is just mind blurring yeah yeah i mean it's really other than the specific issues and policies it's really a toss-up between joe biden and bernie sanders is to use pick one pick one and they probably both have the same chance as far as going head-to-head against donald trump donald trump again don't forget is a weak incumbent he's much weaker than i think a lot of people give him credit for it's just the seriousness of the crisis makes it seem a lot more dire in terms of his uh chances of winning because if he does win it is a colossal nightmare I will say this. I, I don't think the country would uh, necessarily be worse off with either of those fellows being yeah. elected. Yeah. Uh, however, I think one of them might be positioned to be more successful than the other yeah. in terms of their presidency. And and come, you know, I, I to me, that's just something to consider. Yeah, I know. And, and that is uh, a big deal. That is a big deal to consider. And I think I know where you're leaning with that. I mean, who can get the job done? And in fact, the question came up today on Twitter where I was asked, if Bernie Sanders becomes president, does he revert back to being an independent and abandon the Democratic Party, uh, whether it's on November 4th or January 20th? What does he do along those lines? And, you know, my response is, first of all, there's a chance he's going to do that. But second of all, Let's just get to the victory first. You know what I mean? Right. I, the key right now right, right, is to right, focus right. on winning, winning, winning. The priority, I think, for all Democrats has to be whoever is going to win, whoever has the greatest right. chance of winning, whoever, in fact, has the greatest chance of humiliating Trump with a gigantic victory. I mean, not just the usual uh, states, something more along the lines of 2008 and Barack Obama, where he was winning things like and this is a, a, a long shot as far as this year goes, but I mean, states like Indiana, Barack Obama won Indiana amazingly. He was the first Democrat to win North Carolina in years and years and years. And so uh, it's it's crap like that I, that I'm, I'm remaining focused I, on. I think it's going to come down to health care. I honestly do. Yeah. Because while Trump publicans will be arguing e- either about the evils of socialism yeah. or the evils of the Bidens and Burisma, it's going to be one of those. That's going to be their mantra, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and also their uh, their slogan: "The economy was pretty good until this virus came along." <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and and uh, so they have they have that, but that's all they have. I think on the Democratic side, if you have both uh, Biden and Bernie, for example, presuming they remain the front runners after Super Tuesday, if if you have them out there uh, debating health care. If you have uh, Bernie out there talking about his uh, Medicare for all or you have uh, Biden out there talking about his plans to expand uh, Medicare, expand uh, the, the Affordable Care Act yep. and, and uh, health care in general uh, and, and to go with a more tr- traditional or transitional uh, method, 
uh, if you have those guys out debating that, it's still, I think, America's number one concern, health care. Yeah. And uh, so uh, while the Republicans are going to be talking and screaming about socialism like a guy on a street corner, uh, the Democrats are going to be talking about health care and having a uh, an engaging debate, a debate that will engage the American people into making a decision about what kind of health care they want and therefore which presidential candidate they'll choose. That's right. And if Bernie Sanders, perchance, ends up abandoning the Democratic Party, doing uh-huh. what he normally does, runs as a Democrat when he's unsuccessful, Whatever. goes back to be, being an independent, if that actually ends up happening, the chances of him passing Medicare for all uh, drop by, I mean, they're all, it's already a long shot, but the chances are going to drop by at least half if he does and, that. And- to be honest, I mean, to, to address one of the elephants in the room, uh, it, it is that uh, I, a lot of Democrats who are running for election or re-election in swing districts, in difficult uh, close race districts, mm-hmm. uh, are dissociating themselves from Bernie Sanders, saying, I'm not a socialist to like you say he is. Uh, if you see that sort of distancing out there, yep. uh, Democrats not only uh, might not win the Senate, but stand to lose control of the House. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very risky business. Uh, there, there is some concern about that. Is it right? Is it wrong? I don't know. I'm just telling you. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, likewise, I think, and just uh, in uh, Bernie's favor, I, I think uh-huh. Bernie, as a general election candidate, has much stronger level of energy among his supporters. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about large crowds, and I think large crowds, it used to be, and I used to talk about this all the time, it used to be that I thought crowd sizes and yard signs were horrible predictors of election results. But I think now, in the social media age, in this age, this Mm post-Trump age that we live in now, almost post-Trump, hopefully most post-Trump, is that uh, crowd sizes actually generate energy. They generate buzz. They generate conversations, no pun intended. They generate conversations uh, on social media, and it triggers people's FOMO, fear of missing out. When you see a giant crowd of a video of Bernie Sanders rally, uh, whatever it is, 10,000 people, for example, you want to be a part of that 10,000 people. Everybody wants to back a winner. This has always been the case, and I think it's always a factor in polls. Uh, A lot of times, especially as a presidential race gets winnowed, isn't that a fun word? (laughs) As as the the presidential race gets winnowed, uh, people want to back the winning horse. Course. They want to. Mm-hmm. They, they want to be able to say, "Well, uh, all year long, I was for so and so," and and uh, you know, they, so that's one of the reasons that attracts them, especially people who are undecided really about who they want to support. Yep. They go, "Well, I'll go." Everybody else seems to like him. I'll go with him or her. <laughs> that's right. And by the way, instead of focusing on coronavirus, well, you can't get Trump to focus on goddamn anything. <laughs> anything. Instead of that, Donald Trump is uh, talking about how. Uh, they're staging a coup against Bernie Sanders. And this is uh, the, basically the Fox News talking point right now. This is Trump is getting this entirely from Fox News Channel. And people like uh, Crystal Ball, for example, who uh, tweeted the other day, Pete drops and endorses Biden. Amy drops and endorses Biden. Warren stays in to block Bernie. Huh. And it's like the uh, suddenly the establishment is ganging up on Bernie, but it fails to take into consideration, as I said before, the fact that Mike Bloomberg is in and that kind of blocks Biden, doesn't it? I mean, it's, so it's, again, it it's happen. even Steven as far as that dynamic goes. But that didn't stop Donald Trump last night at his rally from saying that Amy Klobuchar and Pete mm-hmm. Buttigieg need to be impeached 
because they engaged in a quid pro quo. This is the president of the United States right now and his myriad brain worms now <laughs> eating down into his medulla oblongata. I mean, it's really getting but, dangerous uh, out there. Uh, you know, after South Carolina, it was clear to uh, both Buttigieg and Klobuchar that they were about to each face humiliating defeats yeah. in Super Tuesday. Uh, there's a way to avoid that. And that's to not play, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to pull, pull out. Of, you can't, we'll reverse the lottery slogan. You can't <laughs> lose if you don't play. Uh, and, 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 and not only that, in the case of Klobuchar in particular, they were able to use that opportunity to announce their withdrawal and, and give that announcement more heft by doing it at Biden's thing. Yeah. By the way, I'm just looking at the Dow. Uh, yeah. down, down 934 as of Oh, right my now. gosh. Well, see, now this is interesting. Just talking about today, and I've been yeah. watching, as, as a lot of people have, and watching uh -huh. the markets. Uh, we started out today uh, up just a little tiny pinch, and then it began to seriously drop as yeah. confidence fell again. And so uh, Mick Mulvaney uh, gets on the phone. He, he gets on the phone with uh, with the head of the Fed uh -huh. and uh, with some dude from the I don't know, European something or other, and, and they they plan an event. They say, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. And and here in the United States, the announcement was uh, that we're cutting interest rates like we haven't cut them since the economic crash of 2008. Yeah. There's a reassuring fact right there. Yeah. Aus Australia cut its rates as well. This was a coordinated, this was a, a staged event. Uh, because the, the market today was, again, dropping like a rock. Well, this stopped it, and the, the market came back up again, and now here it is a few hours later, and <laughs> you're saying it's down nearly another 1,000 points. Yeah. Uh, you get Strap yourselves in, folks. This is a bumpy ride. Yeah. In fact, uh, they call this the dead cat bounce. It went up yesterday by, I don't know what it was, 1,100 points or something like that yesterday, and now it's back down yeah. again. That's the uh, dead cat bounce that all. I, the I wondered. Yeah. I wondered when I saw that, and a lot of people were scratching their heads, saying, "Can anyone explain to me why the markets were up a thousand points today?" Meaning on Monday, uh, and no, I, I've seen no explanation of why that happened, unless it's just as you described the. And I wish they'd call it something. Else. <laughs> I know it's a terrible phrase. Dead, dead, dead frog bounce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. This is an outbreak. Uh, yeah. I'm an investigation. These Turn guys. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Yeah, a lot of people are freaking out right now. And, uh, well, I they, think... need, they need gum. <laughs> that's right. More gum, I think. That's... Let's pick up that. Sure. All right. They're not paying us, but okay. you got to get some. Just pick up that and you'll see the Happy feeling. It's just some gum. <laughs> we need we need those kinds of breaks in our lives just yeah. to shake it off, you know? One of the funniest things I've ever seen Norm MacDonald do is his impression <laughs> of David Letterman. And one of the sketches he was in where he was doing David Letterman on SNL, he was uh, doing this reoccurring Letterman-style joke where he'd go, got any gum? Yeah, yeah, that, I remember. Got, got I remember gum. that. I remember <laughs> so, that. So, so very Letterman. Um, well, I found I found an actual 1974 jingle uh, from them, and uh, I just I thought, well, this is exactly what we need. Yes, indeed. All right, one last break. We'll come back and we'll talk about. <laughs> oh my God, the coronavirus! Right after these words, have some gum. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. 
unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! That's uh, from England, Project Leavesden. That's the name of the band. And the uh, song is called Disguise. It's the lead track off of their album, Illusion, which I have purchased in its entirety because I intend to play a lot more music from Project Leavesden. Good for you. You're you're helping helping independent artists. That's right. This is is International Music Day on the Bob Sesson Show. We had (laughs) something from Eve and now something from England. Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I was just uh, so happy to get this uh, submission here uh, for the show from Project Leavesden because uh, I felt like, oh, my God, I really need another infusion of some heavy, heavy rock. And this yeah. <laughs> that certainly it's qualifies. Angry, angry music for angry times, Bob. That's yes. what I always say. One thousand percent. Link in the description to support Project Leavesden. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for supporting all of our independent bands here on the show. Yeah. By the way, huge news. Oh, my God. Not yes. only are we going to be doing a uh, roundtable show tomorrow, Wednesday, our Wednesday podcast is going to be a roundtable. It's going to be me. It's going to be you, Buzz, and uh-huh. Jody Hamilton. And we're going to recap yeah. uh, the results of Super Tuesday, provided we have results uh if, if we don't have results we're just going to talk and, about how there aren't and, any results and if if it turns out that today wasn't super no uh, show yeah i know i know no <laughs> um so and then meanwhile this is uh-huh. more huge news next wednesday if you were uh not comatose throughout the 1990s you may remember these guys Joe Lorario, Ed Feldman they were known as the furniture guys and they did a whole mm-hmm. series of shows whether it was on PBS or TLC I think it started NPR. out as furniture yeah furniture on the mend I think was the original right. show on yes. PBS and Loved then it, it became uh, furniture to go and then they did some shows uh elsewhere too and it, they were just two of the funniest goddamn guys Here's the thing. You don't have to know anything about home improvement or woodworking or anything else to enjoy this show. That was the most delightful thing and surprising thing about my discovery of this show. In high school in a wood shop, I I made uh, what I believe is the world's heaviest birdhouse. And 
it just I you know I just it wasn't good at that stuff and and but it, it doesn't matter because I loved this show and it's because you just want to sit back and listen to these guys talk yeah. they're they're much more entertaining than Bob and I yeah very much so like uh, th- what I'm gonna do next Wednesday is I'm just gonna introduce them both and then just let them go yes because there you go just all take you over. Need. yeah they're just gonna take over the show basically the way it worked out on the show they would just get old furniture and then restore various kinds of furniture Ed Feldman was more of the upholstery expert and Joe Lorario was more of the refinishing expert and together they would do everything that you can possibly imagine in the world of uh, refurbishing old furniture and so but that was only part of the show as you said it was more about what they would say God, they were funny. As they're doing. If you go to YouTube and search for the furniture guys, you Mm got to watch some of their old episodes if you're unfamiliar with those two. And I hope one of these days that one of these how-to networks, whether it's HGTV or whatever, I hope one of these networks gives them another show because they, they so completely deserve it. They deserve to be like the superstars in, in how to do it yourself kind of uh, television and boy were they funny um, well congratulations good get as we say yeah and ed feldman in particular is very very uh, political so i'm sure oh, i'm sure there ed's go. gonna have some things to say a uh, perfect fit and and he'll say it in an entertaining and i'm i suspect rather potent way i think so he they yeah. ed feldman doesn't pull any punches if you're familiar with his facebook page he's he says exactly what's on his mind. Um, so be prepared to be moderately offended a little bit <laughs> next Wednesday. Um, okay, so here's the measure of stunted evolution. Chronological ah. adults still need to be instructed how to wash their fucking hands. Why is it still in 2020 that there are grown-ups walking around who don't know how to properly wash you know, their hands, Buzz? W- women, women are better about it than our men when it comes to public yeah, restroom use, yeah. for example. But, but even a very disappointing percentage of women don't wash their hands when leaving a washroom. Uh, <laughs> men are just awful about it. I got an eye infection once because <laughs> of, but from touching, from touching. No, I'm kidding, and. An, I'm I'm pleased to say I recovered nicely, but it it was it was a it was a serious infection. It was a epide- epidemic uh, keratosis. I I don't even remember the whole name of this oh, thing. Oh man! It, it was it was like the kind of pink eye that leaves your eyes scarred. Only I fortunately <laughs> fortunately mine healed. The scarring went away, but was sort of miraculously. But it came. I, I was able to because they told me the incubation time, eleven days. Mm-hmm. That that I was able to trace precisely where I picked it up, and it was the door handle of a restroom. I had washed my hands, but others who had touched that door oh. handle had not. Oh. Use use a paper towel, or if you have to, your shirt tail to to open those doors if you don't want to pick up those germs. And it is it is shocking. And by the way, you're supposed to sing. Uh, uh, at least 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds, under warm water with any kind of soap. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're supposed to, just to count off the time, sing happy birthday twice, they say. I say go, you know, in a gata de vida. That's what I do. Any, any song any song you want to, uh, <laughs> just, just to kind of keep it going. But it, it's extremely important, and you're right. A shocking number of people don't do it. The other thing is I said in, in one of my uh, uh, opening alleged jokes, is that uh, we? 
it is virtually impossible, not impossible, but it's very, very, very difficult for we as humans or certain kinds of apes to stop touching our faces. We just do it. Yeah. Uh, we touch our, we rub our eyes, we stick our fingers in our nose, we, we, we wipe spittle from the corners of our mouths, we stick our fingers in our ears to remove loose, remove loose objects that appear. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and we, we, you know, we just, it's what we do as people. Scratching your face or something, that's your head, that's, that's not a big deal. Yeah. But it's what they call the T-zone, the eyes, nose, and mouth in particular, where uh, you pick up someone else, and this is and one thing I, I haven't talked, didn't talk about, uh, I didn't specify in my in my coverage of this last week when I talked about prevention. Uh, this people need to know there is a fecal to oral component mm. to the transmission of COVID nineteen. Yum, and and and, and uh, that's uh, well, uh, look what it did to my eye. Uh, so. You know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I wear a patch now. No, no, no. What, what, what would have happened if you would, if your eye had scarred? Would you have had like a milky eye for the rest of your life? Is that what? Would yeah, have it would have been just a little bit blurry. You know, oh, uh, things man. would have been le- things would have been less clear in that eye. Uh, doctors did not expect it to recover, but it did. The, the, the scarring disappeared. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, I need your man. genes, man, because you you, <laughs> you have miracle well, recoveries can, all the time. I don't I don't fit in them anymore. <laughs> so you can have them. So, well, this the fact that so few people know how to actually wash their hands these yes, days yeah. kind, kind of explains Donald Trump, doesn't it? The fact that <laughs> the fact that we've been at least forty three percent of us have decided, hey, this guy's pretty good. Let's vote for the guy from Celebrity Apprentice. That'll be a great president. Let me, let me see if I can find this because I put something in my news. Let me just do a little word search here. Yeah, rally because uh, he was he was trying to put people's uh, mind at ease, <laughs> and uh, I think I know where this is going. Uh, let's. Anyway, he was saying that we would be fine to attend the large public events like his rallies. Uh-huh. There's no, no. I, oh, here's the quote from him. Uh, he said, "Well, <laughs> it started with well, <laughs> well." These things were set up a long time ago, and others are. I mean, you could ask that to the Democrats because they're having lots of rallies. That's what they're doing. <laughs> that is terrifying. The president and, of the United States is saying shit like that. Oh, my God. And now we know this virus has been on the loose for, well, we're going on seven weeks in the state of Washington. Yeah. And because it's turned up in uh, over a dozen other states, uh, how long, how far has it spread? Because they're, as of Monday, as of just yesterday... We still had only tested 500 people. Yeah, I know. Uh, and and other countries, South Korea, have tested hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. So we, we still don't know. When we say there are over 100 cases in the U.S., we haven't counted yet. Yeah. That's, bef- that's before we start counting there's 100 cases. Look for that number to go up beyond exponentially this is a combination of not only the nature of this particular virus how infectious it is but Mm -hmm. it's also the fact Mm -hmm. contagious because we have we also on top of all of that we have this completely incompetent president i mean here's what he said yesterday when he was meeting with pharmaceutical ceos in the white house he said, among many other really stupid things, go look at Aaron Rupar's feed if you want to uh, see more. But this is the one that jumped out to me. Said All to right. one of the CEOs from a pharmaceutical company talking about vaccines, he said, 
This would be a combination of a vaccine and also it will, put in a different way, make you better quicker? Question mark? I don't think he understands what a vaccine does. The president of the United States doesn't get it. When one uh, pharmaceutical executive uh, said to him that uh, they could, they you know, he had a plan for coming up with a vaccine. Yeah. Trump said to him, and you can have that tomorrow? <laughs> God! Oh, my God! The president of the United States, who's managing this uh, global pandemic here, right. at least our part of it, right. doesn't understand what vaccines do. He doesn't understand that he, he thinks that there's like two, maybe two vaccines. Is he getting it mixed up? He's like saying, well, there's there's one vaccine yeah. that prevents it and another. They're going to make another one to make you feel better or something. I don't yeah. know. He See, doesn't understand anything. He's like, um, he's only listening part. He's only listening part of the time. So he picks up little, he picks up the words he likes. Uh, those those stick with him if he likes yeah. a word it sticks with him yeah and then he pieces these word salads together uh and he's trying to put a spin on it bless his heart mm. uh he's trying he's trying to put a, a spin on it to make it seem not so bad and when the new numbers come out once the because now they're talking about shipping a million test kits yeah uh that do that do work they're going to try ones that do work this time and uh in their in their second run a week later uh, and it, once those tests come in at the rate of about 10,000 tests a day, when that testing starts, and I think that will start within the next seven days for sure, yeah. if not sooner, uh, then that's when you're going to see bizarrely exponential uh, increases in the number of U.S. cases. That's right. And here's some more good news. You know the guy yes. Donald Trump has tasked with being the uh, czar of the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Mike oh, Whitey? Pence. My, yeah, yeah. Wh Whitey. <laughs> uh -huh. well, guy Whitey Corngood is uh, Mike yes. Pence's other name. That's his radio name. Um, uh -huh. Mike Pence might actually have the coronavirus right now. And I'll tell you oh, how. God. A Florida student is in quarantine right now for having the coronavirus, testing positive for coronavirus. And right. this guy's friends, this student's friends, shook hands with Mike Pence at an event in Florida. So it could have gone from this kid who's got uh, coronavirus and now is now in quarantine, could have hopped from him to his buddies to the vice president, Mike I Pence. I, it was noted on a video I saw on Twitter. Uh, it was not an altered video. It was edited, however, to emphasize uh, at the news conference at which Pence was named the guy. Yeah. Uh, at that news conference, Pence is standing uh, behind Trump's right shoulder. And at one point, uh, he pinches the openings of his nose with his fingers, uh, as people do. But oh. then... But, but then he shook the hand of everyone there at the end of the news conference. Oh, my God. So the the people I'm and, talking about, when I'm talking about how adults don't know how to wash their hands, Mike Pence is right there with them, right? That's well, and, you about. know, and maybe, and, and Pence, because of his uncomfortably perfect grooming, I suspect that Pence does wash, <laughs> uh, but he didn't after he touched his face and that's how we pass these things to ourselves and to oh others and and so it just shows how and and all it, it makes him no different than anyone else we all do that or rub our eye or something it just it's what we do yeah. we need to do less of it uh some some uh, 
immunologists want us to stop the practice completely. Mm. Uh, that that might be hard to do, but it certainly makes us aware that that we should try. And bear in mind that Iran's health minister, uh, who at first denied uh, there was a problem with coronavirus, uh, came came down with it, and a member of uh, a member of that administration died from it. So uh, it it wouldn't be out of the question for something like that to happen mm-hmm. here well you know uh before we wrap up the show i was talking about how uh trump doesn't understand what a vaccine is and his various yeah. he knows bob he knows nothing about nothing nothing about he doesn't know anything and right. uh <laughs> yesterday at his rally this is last night at trump's uh-huh. i forget exactly where the rally was being held doesn't matter he, uh, you know, Trump routinely makes fun of his own people. Uh, he, yes. he obviously we, we know of all the nicknames of all of his political enemies, but he sometimes actually attacks his own red hats during his rallies. Like last night, he uh-huh. pointed to a guy in the crowd and said uh-huh. the following. He said, this guy, he's a Mexican. You're about as Mexican as I am. Look at this guy. Are you Mexican? Are you? He is. It's like Elizabeth Warren. She said she was an Indian. You're president, ladies and gentlemen, and it's no fucking wonder that Americans don't know how to wash their hands and cover their mouth when they sneeze. Four more years? Four more years? Four more years? Oh, my God. God damn it! Thank you. I needed that one all show. We need... We're going to need gum. (laughs) Oh, man. We'll... We'll save it for now. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it. We've got other other music playing, sadly. Um, yes, I know, I know. But, okay, so uh, coming up on the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page, make sure to go to patreon.com slash Show. Support yeah. our podcast with just a donation of uh, $5 a month. That's all you got to do. In exchange for your $5 a month, we give you all kinds of bonus content. In particular, you get two postmortem shows every week. After every Tuesday show, after every Thursday show, when this music is done playing, Buzz and I, or me and the Goth Ninjas, Jody Hamilton, T-Rex, David Ferguson, we just keep on talking because there's so much happening in the fire hose of news. We just keep on discussing that stuff for another 15, 20 minutes. That is called the Postmortem Show. Happens right after we record the free show. It's, and the- it's much, much better than the hour you just heard. <laughs> That's right. It is in so many ways. Make sure to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show, and you can hear all of that as long as you subscribe for about $5 a month. Thank you for doing that. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment, it is the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. That happens every Thursday. BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcast. Plus, I do a little teeny tiny commentary in there. But that's not why. You come for the news, maybe stay, stick around for the stay, commentary. In the absolutely. Way. It's good. It's all good. Please come. Plus, he's got gum. Yes. <laughs> I, got- may, I, may, I may put that jingle at the end of my show this week. Also, make sure to support the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, SexyLiberal.com. Also, the Sexy Liberal Unity Tour. What is that step? What is the acronym for that? It is SLUT, the Sexy Liberal Unity Tour coming to a uh, town near you. Uh, April 4th, I will be there for panel in the Washington, D.C. Sexy Liberal Show. So make cool. sure to be there for that. Me and Glenn Kirshner. I'm going to arm wrestle Glenn Kirshner. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Shirtless. I- I'm only partly serious. <laughs> All right, that's it for the show. See you uh, on our roundtable show Wednesday. And don't forget, Furniture Guys, next week. Take care, folks. Bye.
Who wants gum? <laughs>